0: Hello everybody and welcome to Mike and Dave hit the stage. Today we're going to meet Dave. What's up, Dave? Oh, how's it going? This is gonna be real good. Both of us are tired. Yeah, we, we've already established that uh both of us are, are not I don't know if we didn't sleep well. I didn't sleep well. I didn't sleep well. I never sleep well. <laughs> but uh we're gonna we're gonna meet Dave today. So, Dave, my first question to you is the same question you asked me before, which was how did you uh how did you get into the the whole music thing. Um, do you want to know how I got
1: into listening to music or how I got into playing music? Let's start with listening. Okay, listening. My dad likes my dad likes oldies, and it bridges into hard rock, uh, Black Sabbath, and a couple of things here and there, Rolling Stones. And that got me interested in music, but in high school, uh, I got, I'm dyslexic, so I got sent to summer school, and the dude who sat in front of me turned around to me, and he looked like Dracula. He had a widow's peak. He was just the most vampiric-looking person I've ever met. Was he, was he very pale? Very pale. <laughs> so he turns He goes, hey, you listen to metal? And I went, I what? don't know. And he goes, hang on. And he reaches into his backpack and pulls out a stack of, like, five CDs. Like he was prepared for this? I think so. I, it wasn't the first day. It was like, he might have been thinking about it for a while. <laughs> okay. And he just hands me a stack of He goes, check these out. And it was... Slayer Haunting the Chapel, Job for a Cowboy, I don't remember the name of the album, Uh, Pantera Cowboys from Hell, I think he liked cowboys, Um, (laughs) um, Slayer Hell Awaits, and and a compilation CD called Identity 3D, which was Century Media's, like, this is what we're putting out this year, Yeah, and it was, uh, Iced Earth, um, Strapping Young Lad, Stuck Mojo oh, like 20 different bands mm-hmm. Like two, one or two songs from every band And it was really good um, But I took them home, I listened to them And the first one I put on was Pantera Cowboys from Hell And I lost my mind right. I'd never heard anything like it before Nothing felt that good at that moment It was perfect <laughs> It was amazing Yeah, uh, Slayer Haunting the Chapel it, it, it grabbed me, but not quite the way Pantera did Okay um Hello Eights is Hello Eights. I was about to say, that, did uh
0: did, did Slayer grow on you or Slayer definitely grow oh, on okay, me. Okay.
1: Um, I do have my things with Slayer, like you can pretty much play one note as oh, a basis yeah, through yeah. all Slayer songs. Yeah, he's not. We we used to make fun could. of that a lot when we were oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. um and then you know uh Job for a cowboy never got into like I listened to I him. Never once even and, listened to him. I have
0: no idea. I couldn't mm. tell you a song if I if I heard one.
1: Yeah, but that Century Media CD. Whole bunch of bands that I got into off of that
0: Right. Moonspell and um,
1: uh, Iced Earth Moonspell Iced Earth Strapping Young Lad all from that one that one thing yeah and it was it was really like I ended up going and buying that CD I think first okay it was the first metal CD I owned I had before that I had Nine Inch Nails and a couple other things mm-hmm. but they weren't they weren't that heavy that weren't in that vein. Uh, I was given a copy of Pretty Hate Machine uh in uh oh. in elementary school.
0: Yeah, we're gonna talk about that in future episodes, <laughs> but uh yeah. That, uh, that that was that was angsty Mike stage. I mean whew.
1: <laughs> Yeah, everybody goes through one of those. Um Angsty Dave was uh Dave was more uh Testament, Megadeth, um Iced Earth. Mm. Uh, I don't really like mentioning the names, there's been a lot of controversy with Iced Earth. Right. Their guitarist is in trouble. I'll leave it at that. Okay. We, don't, we have a rule. We don't talk about politics or religion here. We're gonna talk about them a little bit in in circling around them, but I'm not gonna bring them up and go into details on personal beliefs. Right. That but, makes uh, sense. He's in trouble. He's you know the the guitarist is in trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, it puts a lot of color on the way I look at that band. Mm-hmm. Um, it affects how I see them. Right. So it's a, it's a struggle. Same thing, Pantera. Phil has a lot of ties to certain movements that I'm not at all okay with. Right. And it, it gives me a lot
0: of... Pause on listening. Not only that. pause,
1: but it gives me a genuine conflict within myself. Like, I've loved this for so long. Is it acceptable to still listen to this? Yeah, yeah. Which also we talked about when we were talking about you, when we talked about uh, the Norwegian black metal stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's I, the yeah. church church burning stuff it. is one thing, but the the hate and vitriol mm-hmm. that that comes from it is so right. negative right all
0: right so we got the we got the the how you got into music itself uh see i know you as a bass player right so was there is that the first the first uh instrument you picked up or
1: it was literally the first thing i got um i never played guitar um still still don't i actually do a little bit uh, most people think i'm a decent rhythm guitar player i'm not okay. great but I learned how to play bass the way most rhythm guitarists play because I was usually in a three or four piece band. Right. So one guitarist playing leads, the other person has to cover everything else. Right. OK. So uh, in high school, guy I met randomly in a like a hallway shoving, shoving fight. What the fuck? Uh, <laughs> Ended up being my best friend. <laughs> uh, you meet
0: people in the weirdest ways, I man. <laughs> really
1: do. I bump into people in the strangest places. I meet people in weird situations. <laughs> uh, the internet did not make that better, right? Because <laughs> uh, I'm old enough where I met most people in person <laughs> at, at first. Mm-hmm. But when I when um when I met my friend Sean, um we were hanging out just talking. He's like, you know, I play guitar, and I this is a correction from the last time. Uh, he did know how to play. He had been taking lessons, but he hadn't played with the band. Okay, so. I had never played anything. I didn't even own a bass. Right. He's like, if you get a bass, we could do something. So I bought a bass.
0: Yeah. And I... I did you take lessons or did you learn, I, you learn it on your own?
1: I took a month worth of lessons and I learned the C scale. I was about to the say, C major only. Yeah. And That seems to
0: be... And, and this is not a, a, a dig at bass players, but it seems to be a way that bass players just kind of teach themselves. In my opinion. In my... In my I can definitely
1: yeah. agree with that, only because I know... A lot of the other bassists that I come in contact with, the few that are classically trained mm-hmm. or took lessons are light years ahead of the rest of us. Right. Um, I knew a guy I went to high school with. He was a jazz guy. Okay. And there was nobody listening to jazz. Mm-hmm. He was doing his own thing. He listened to metal, loved motorhead, loved you know, loved the heavy stuff. And then he learned to play Jaco stuff, okay. Jaco Pastores. And I never, never could touch that stuff. I yeah. still can't. It's so intricate it, it, and timing. Technical, yeah. Oh, yeah. it's so technical. And it's, it's such a it's it's so much feeling on top of this masterful technique. Mm. I never got it. Yeah. And I still don't. Yeah. Would you ever I've tried. Try? I've yeah. definitely I've definitely tried. It's also um reading sheet music is very difficult for me. Oh okay. dyslexia. Right, right. Uh I try, I can transpose my own stuff mm. if I have to. Uh, it takes forever. Right. But I, I learned how to play with tabs like every other knucklehead who learned how to play guitar or bass. Yeah. And uh, I learned them all wrong because all tabs are wrong. Right. <laughs> and then <laughs> you figure it out as you go. I eventually started learning how to play by ear mm-hmm. and start to listen to songs and be able to kind of root out what I'm trying to hear. Mm. Took a long time, though.
0: So what was the... I know Shadow of Demise. Who was the... Was Was there anybody else you played with? Well, that wasn't the first band. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's uh, the, the only one I know of. Uh,
1: the first band was Omega Zero. The Sean, uh, our friend Pedro, rest in peace, and uh, he played drums at first and moved to vocals. And my cousin Paul actually took over for drums. All right. Uh, Paul, very much a hip hop guy. Very, still loves rock, but he's very into hip hop. Mm-hmm. Straightforward punk drummer. Okay, you know he doesn't. Right. He doesn't really see it as one way or the other. But he's very much a four four. Yeah, you know double beat uh, punk drummer, and it's it, he's good. Uh-huh. Uh, but we we did that for a couple of years through high school. Uh, we all kind of went our separate ways for a while. I bounced around in you know nameless band after nameless band in college, and uh, getting into Shadow was completely by accident. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had known uh, Dan from Shadow. Um, I met him through a friend who lives just a couple blocks from here. Mm-hmm. Our friend One Legged J. <laughs> he does not appreciate being called One Legged J, but that's how <laughs> everyone knows him.
0: All right, listen, listen. <laughs>
1: no, I can't. I can't bring it up never. So. <laughs> uh jay has one leg that's not a it's not a cute nickname yeah so i met him through our friend luigi drummer at 1 point for shadow demise who i met in college i met him and he was in every one of my classes mm. and he was standing behind me on the book line and we ended up talking he was wearing a black sabbath shirt we ended up having like a 5 hour conversation and then that turned into a couple days later he made the most awkward uh, gesture I've ever had. What's he handed me a mixtape. <laughs> now, that mixtape, it was awkward taking it. It is the best thing I ever did. Well, there weren't any love songs to you on it, were there? No, okay, but good. They, they might as well have been written for me. These were perfect. <laughs> now, Luigi is a a drummer. He's been playing drums since he's four. Mm-hmm. He he plays guitar. He plays bass. He can record. He plays. I think he plays keys. He is a musician's musician. Right. He reminds me very much of Mike.
0: Okay. Um, he'll correct you on that, by the way. Oh, he'll definitely
1: correct me on that, because I know he doesn't play guitar. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that'll be one of his shake shake his fist at the clouds <laughs> corrections. Uh, get ready for that. <laughs> um, but Luigi reminds me very much of him in the fact that he's the musician's musician. He knows everything. Right. He can If he doesn't know it, he'll learn it. So he's start, he started playing... Um, he played jazz. He played, you know, he plays rock. He learned how to play watching television. So he learned the Motley Crue and stuff like that, but he learned it backwards because everything we see on TV is a mirror. Right, yeah. So his mirroring of everything, he plays lefty, but he's right-handed. Yeah. So a lefty drummer is the worst setup in the world. Mm-hmm. Like you go into a music studio, you got to move the entire drum kit around to readjust. Right. So every time we'd go somewhere, like go to Lane or go to Roxy, he'd have to spend like five minutes reconfiguring the drum kit for his which was unfortunate but he played amazingly. Yeah, yeah. His tryout for Shadow. They didn't have a lefty double bass pedal uh-huh. and he forgot to bring his. So he played double bass parts with one pedal and a tom. Okay, I knew yeah, um very much like Mastodon but yeah. without the the ability to double flutter. And he 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 did great. But uh joining Shadow was Uh, they Dan, who I'd known for years, and I met through our friend one like a J, he's like, Oh, I need somebody to fill in for bass. Our bassist is off doing whatever, I don't remember what it was, but they weren't happy with him anyway. So I said, Yeah, I'll come down and Slayer covers. They were trying out a drummer and they needed another person to play with. So I went and they did not take the drummer, they took you. They sat, they said, We sat in the car and they would you want to join the band? I'm like, Yeah, I'll do it. That's fun. And we went over the songs and I learned. I learned them over the course of a couple months. And we got another drummer, Danny. Mm-hmm. Uh, Danny, I worked with at the computer lab at college. And uh, he he played another straightforward rock guy, but really good double bass. It was a lot of fun. And that was us for a long time, a four-piece. And then we added Ron. Ron, yeah. And uh, I think I think we, we had Luigi before we had Ron. Because we had... Uh, Danny had left. And... We had tried out another rhythm guitarist and a drummer together, and they were crazy. Like they were, one, that one guy looked like he was homeless. The other guy was literally all the time yelling, like as if he was as if he was still wearing headphones.
0: Wow. Yeah. What was he deaf or was he? Uh... No, I don't. I think he was just crazy. Yeah.
1: It was. It was nuts. Yeah. And in the end, like we ended up not working with those guys. We we had a, a practice room out in Rockaway like a monthly rehearsal space that we were paying for. And um, we ended up getting rid of, like, not getting rid of, but we ended up leaving that space, leaving it to the other band, and um, going back to regular studios, going back to Roxy. Yeah. And going back to Roxy was the best thing. We wrote an entire album. Well,
0: let's go go to Roxy. That was my next question for you. How did did you end up at Roxy? (laughs) Where where we kind of met. Practicing (laughs) or working? Working. So practicing, I mean, is, you know, it's, we all did it.
1: Well, that's the thing. I'm a, I'm a Brooklyn guy. Like, I didn't, I, I had never been to Long Island City before. Really? Never. And um, at the time I was playing with one of those bands that never had a name. Right. Luigi. Okay. Um, this guy, Sean, uh, his, the, his nickname was Big Head Sean. Wow. He's a big head. And that's bad for, for me. I have a giant skull. <laughs> Uh, and his girlfriend and my very good friend at the time, Rachel, and Rachel was a, a pretty straightforward like, upper register semi operatic singer. Okay. And she, she had a very good voice, but he had no control over his volume. Like he played at max volume all the time. So she had to scream. She, uh, it, you could Completely, never, yeah. She could, could never hear. Her. I yeah. could play you tracks, you wouldn't be able to hear. Right. You'd hear like squeaking in the background, and not because she couldn't push, because he was, he was over too loud. Everyone. Yeah, he was over me, and I tend to be loud. Yeah, and it was it was it was fun, and it, it lasted for a while, and then it just didn't. Right. <laughs> it just it was over. Um, it was cool, and then first time I went to Roxy, it was just like a, a totally different environment. You know, uh, when I first started playing in bands, uh, there was a place like two blocks from here, mm-hmm. uh, two Bar Studios, and it was it was it was decent. It was a it, they had a, like a professional recording studio and practice rooms. And it was, like, don't touch the equipment. We'll touch the equipment for you.
0: That's like, we, we, we used to do it. Uh, I used to go to a place called Lyric. and uh, I've heard of Lyric. Uh, it was like that, too. Yeah. You walk in and you couldn't. We'll set it for you. We'll it. Oh, God. All right. Now, the thing is, I'm fine with that. I was fine with them
1: setting it for me because I didn't know what I was doing. Right. Um, but then that place closed. But then you never learn. Yeah, you never learn. But they didn't care if you learned. Yeah, they just wanted your money. Then we got, went to Fastlane. In Brooklyn Love uh, fast other side of now fast lane is the opposite of two bar it was grimy right right it's in it's in a I wouldn't even say a bad neighborhood it's in a closed off neighborhood and everything's closed at night nothing's friendly uh there's nothing really ar- like you if you don't know where it is you don't know where it is which is weird because isn't it on isn't it's on, on Flat Flatbush Bush Avenue, Avenue? Yeah. yeah but it's in a part of Flatbush Avenue where there's just like nothing
0: right it's right it's right but it's a little, little north of the Bell Parkway, right, and and by oh, the and by the,
1: it's, it's like a mile away from King's Plaza, right? Which yeah, yeah. You think would be a very big area, no? But, but it's, once that closes, even before fine. that, it, it, this the the second the sun goes down, all the all the restaurants and stores on Flatbush usually close for the day, yeah. And it's just empty, yeah. Which is great for parking if you drive, but we were on you know knuckleheaded teenagers on buses. We had no idea where anything was. We got uh, lost the first time going there.
0: Yeah, well, I, I just found out today that you got your license at 28.
1: Well, yeah, I'm, I'm a Brooklyn guy. All Most right. Brooklyn guys don't get their license when they're 17. <laughs> what are you trying to say? We didn't have to. There's. Uh, yeah. I had to. I had. I, I had some fat guy driving a bus for me. <laughs> Before that was my dad. Not not well. Yeah, he's a little fat guy, but uh, <laughs> but driving the bus. Yeah. Or my dad driving in the Lincoln Town car that people used to try to get in thinking he was car service. Awesome. All the time. It was hilarious. My mom
0: used to get into other people's cars <laughs> by accident thinking it was either car service or my father. What's terrible now is even I have the Honda Civic and people try to get in there thinking you're an Uber. Oh my God. Yeah. I'm like, what the hell's going on? Nobody ever mistakes I think I'm my car. carjacked.
1: Nobody ever mistakes my car for a, for a, a ride show. Right, right. Only because of the giant slice in the side. <laughs> yeah. Good times. <laughs> Good times. So how did you uh, how did you get the job at Roxy? Um, actually, Dan had inquired about a job because he was in between. He was working HVAC, waiting on trying to get into sanitation. He thought it was a cool place, mm-hmm. and he p- talked to Mike and he's like, "Oh, should I put my information in?" And he did, and then they immediately called him for sanitation. Oh, so he couldn't do it. He didn't you know, like he just couldn't. And I said, "You know what? Let me put my and I literally wrote my info on a." index card did you have a previous job or this was like just hey Uh, i could i I could work i started working at i was a teenager when i started working yeah like on the books i worked for my first job was cvs over in the neighborhood uh i was working in a photo lab right just developing pictures oh that's funny
0: mike mike did the same thing everybody i think everybody had a touch of photo lab at some point (laughs) not me i started at a at a uh, alley pond environmental center i started there when i was 12 I had a volunteer, and then I couldn't get a job there until I was t- 14, Then I got my working papers. okay, yeah, working papers. And then my dad still has my first paycheck. He took a photocopy of it. It was oh. $92. Oh, that's not so bad. No, for, for a 14-year-old kid, not bad.
1: I have other stories that I can't really tell in a podcast <laughs> about how I made money as a teenager. What? <laughs> All right, back to Roxy, back to Roxy. Not, nothing, <laughs> nothing gross. Mostly illegal. Um... One of the big things when I when I talked to Dennis the first time, Dennis the owner of Roxy, is he was very much a calm, relaxed, chill guy. I love Dennis. I Man. was so not used to that. Yeah, I was used to the drill, like somebody like grilling you for an interview. And he was just like, "So, what do you listen to? What do you enjoy? Do you know how this stuff works?" And I I, I was very truthful. I'm like, "I know how microphones work in theory. <laughs> I play they bass. Make things loud. They make noise." Uh, <laughs> He goes. Do you know how to operate a board? I said, not really. He goes. Joe will show you. Yeah. And uh, Joe, really, Joe and Mo and and Mike and Justin did show me. Uh, I worked there for a few years. Just you know, sleep. I I worked the weekends, mm. like the you know the shift nobody wants. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. But I did Friday from like five to close, and or six to close, and then. Close uh, is
0: like one or two in the morning,
1: right? One in the morning. You're usually done by two. Yeah. Uh, I'd lock up, walk to uh, Queens Boulevard to the 7 Eleven. That's not a fun walk either. It wasn't bad. In the winter, it was rough. But in the in the summer it was fine. It was yeah, even
0: the neighborhood, the neighborhood never seemed um, like it was
1: uh I'm covered in knives normally. Oh okay. Wow. Minimum three knives. Wow. Back then. I'm actually
0: You're these to days 10 now what do you <laughs> uh
1: no, actually uh that's it. Oh, okay. Just that one. In
0: case everybody's and wondering he's showing me. <laughs> that is a,
1: a box cutter literally for opening packages. That is all that's I've a... been carrying recently. <laughs> okay. Wait, that's a lie. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. It's only a slight lie because I started carrying an actual old school Victorinox yeah.
0: multi-tool. Swiss Army knife. Yeah. Swiss so I don't call it a multi-tool the Swiss Army
1: knife. <laughs> oh, no, it's yeah, terrible. <laughs> I actually have like in the backpack that I carry in my car or wherever I go, I have a legit like a big knife and a legit multi-tool yeah. fires the saw the whole nine. And those I rarely use. <laughs> why well, well, re- why would you put well, a saw and why would you rarely use it? <laughs> Why are you looking at me like that for? <laughs> so, um, pliers come in very handy. Oh no, I know that, but never like at work. Somebody's like, "Oh, do you have a pair of pliers?" I'm like, "Why?" They're like, "Oh, this won't this won't tighten enough." I said, "No, I got it," and I'd hand tighten it. And they're like, well, "How did you do that?" I'm like, I, "With my hand." I have my grandmother's grip. <laughs> my grandmother used to grab you. And you, she'd leave marks. Yeah. Like, just like, she'd grab your arm just to get your attention. And it was like she was gripping you like she was going to pull you out of a fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so my my time in Roxy was really, really interesting. Because it, it led up to x-ray school.
0: Yeah. What? That, the, oh, okay. You, you went from that. I thought you said, like, like... I was
1: actually my first... Somebody
0: offered you a job to go to x-ray school? Actually, no. Roxy? Um,
1: actually, two guys were really like, you should do it. Because I was talking about it. And like, no, you should do it. There was a kid, Sergio Zuniga, uh, friends with Mike. Okay, uh, they watch soccer together on, on occasion. Mm. He's an MRI tech, and he was saying, "Yeah, you should do it. It's a great job. Give me the thumbs up." And then um, from Dennis's band, Jerry.
0: I, yeah. Okay.
1: Jerry. Jerry's been in the field a long time. He's like, dude, it is the thing to do. It is the best thing
0: you could do for yourself. You know, I sang with Dennis's band for a little while. No, I didn't in the that. studio, like for, for like two weeks. <laughs> that's just—I like, don't remember if I was out or they were out. I don't remember. It's probably them.
1: Mutual mutual disagreement. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, it just wasn't me. I've joined plenty of bands where it wasn't me. <laughs> the band that I say I will talk about but not name because they don't deserve. Yeah. 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 Um, I will always talk about that band, but I will never give them the credit. Be, well, it's really one person because he's a narcissist, mm. and the only way to take a power, take the power from a narcissist is to not recognize them. Yeah. And they drive some nuts.
0: So you're hoping he hears this.
1: I, I know he will. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> this is the same person, I know they stalk me on Instagram. Uh-huh. Because, you know, you see people accidentally like something like- and then not. <laughs> yeah. I am very good at catching people at weird stuff. So I'm like, yeah, that's great. Stay out of my life. I'll stay out of yours. Right. But I'm also not going to recognize you. Right. I think that's fair. Okay. We don't we're not friends. We're not going to be ever in each other's social circles. Mm-hmm. And if we are, I'm just going to I'm going to bow myself out. I'm not I'm too old to fight. I hear you. I'm although a good skull crack and a doom fight. <laughs> but that's not that's not my place to do. Right. I'm a dad. I'm a father. I'm a, What? You, well, yeah. A father is not just a dad. A dad anybody can be a dad. Ah, okay. But I like a father, that. Right. a person who's going to set an example mm-hmm. is a very different thing. Correct. Like okay, I, I can't gotcha. set that example for my son. We don't solve our problems with our bare hands. Right. Literally my bare ass hands. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking <laughs> I just I'll admit. You think I'm bad. My friend Sean, it looks like he's holding lunch boxes. <laughs> Giant hands. Giant. His rings, his his pinky ring fits on my thumb. <laughs> He's a jo- and he's he's five ten, he's a normally tallish guy, but he is. I mean, his hands are like, they're like boxing gloves, they're they're insane. Yeah, it's got to be. I don't know if it's genetics. I I've seen his sisters; they look somewhat like him, but it's. Uh, I I've never seen anyone specifically his configuration. Yeah, and then people are like, oh, you guys look like brothers. I go, I look like, I look like I hatched from something he <laughs> shat out. <laughs> Twins? This, no. Okay, I'm the shit. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm the crap that was left over.
1: Yeah, no. Yeah. And he is, he is, and a father or two now. Mm-hmm. He he just he has a one month old and a three year old. Okay. And both girls. And they are the sweet like his family's so sweet and all together and they're they're right there. And he's the same way I am. You have to set the example. Yeah. And that's uh, a very important thing. Like I, I've always seen because. I was not always as calm as I am. I used to be quite swing first, ask questions later. Oh yeah. See, I was. I,
0: I knew nice Dave.
1: Yeah, it's there was there was a a, a clear point in history where everything changed for me uh-huh. in the in the early two thousands where I stopped getting. That's right
0: about where I met you. Yeah,
1: I, every I stopped flying off the handle as much. Yeah. And I started thinking about what I was doing and where I was going yeah. and making, making very conscious efforts. Mm-hmm. And uh, that made a huge difference in my life. I, my life could have gone a completely different way. Yeah, It almost did. Yeah, And uh, yeah, Roxy was a huge part of, of that change. Uh, I was actually working two jobs before I got to x-ray school. I was working um, like a legit on-the-books sweater company. I was doing um, nine to five Monday to Friday. Sweater company.
0: It was literally a company like a,
1: that made sweaters. Oh, they were the ugliest God, I was hoping
0: sweaters. it was a sweatshop.
1: Oh, it, well, <laughs> it, the sweatshop was in China. And they would order all the stuff that they designed to be sent to America. Yeah. And there was a warehouse section. I worked in, um, I was technically their IT guy. I was barely IT certified. Yeah. I, like, I knew nothing. Um, but I did a lot of their photography. I, You know, you take a, a cardboard box, fold it, you know, flatten it out. Put the sweater on it, photograph it, and then take it in Photoshop and edit the background out. Yeah. And that was a catalog images. Interesting. Yeah, no, not at all. It was fucking horrible. Yeah? <laughs> it was eight hours a day.
0: Now, that was just the way you did it. That's not the way everybody does it. That's the way they
1: did it. That's yeah. I, Actually, I was trained by my boss to do it that way. Yeah. I would have actually put it on a mannequin or one of the several model designers that we had. They were they were gorgeous. right? But they didn't do that. They didn't think that they'd use, you know... The perfect bodies that they had as designers for the sweaters, the sweaters were ugly.
0: Yeah. Um, Probably itchy too. I'm thinking of itchy. I wouldn't. Gross I, sweaters. I would only
1: know for the large sizes because when they ordered something for. You would put it on? They'd make me.
0: Why? Wait, why would they make you put it on and
1: not the hot girls? What the hell because is going it, on? <laughs> they'd order like a two or a three X for a certain person. I can. Wait, I can talk shit about her. So on, on QVC, there used to be this uh, woman called Jean Bice. big lady. She used to call screaming all the time. To you? To, to your company? To, to us. Yeah. Me and um, my boss, Tommy. And she'd yell at Tommy that the, they we sent the wrong size. And then... It was the biggest size you had. We'd hold and we'd yell to the other room, Jack, jean shirts don't fit anymore. You want to get her something? <laughs> and he'd pick up a hygiene. And he was like, I wish you would practice some hygiene. Ah, gross. gross. <laughs> she was awful. And she... The, I mean, these she had a... a a show called The Quacker Factory on uh, QVC. They were the ugliest sweaters. Yeah. And uh, every one of them was progressively worse. Like every time they're like, oh, we got new, new Quacker Factory stuff. And I'm like, here we go. Like Santa's day off. Yeah. And just pictures of Santa day doing off. stuff. I, I had to do it. There is one that exists on their website, probably still, of Santa in a bathtub with a reindeer scrub in his back. God,
0: find that picture, I made, please.
1: I made one of the designers put it in and it snuck past.
0: Into the into the it into made the it catalog, into catalog. their
1: into their regular rotation of ugly sweaters. That's awesome. Now these were not like ironically ugly sweaters; these were Terrible. Legit. And then the company got sued because they were ripping off uh, an actual designer.
0: They wait, were, there was a designer making awful sweaters, and oh you no, took they them? started
1: to branch out like oh. you know, like anyone would. They branched out into handbags, yeah, and they started ripping off Kate Bags. Spade, yeah. And oh, they, wait, what? They got a C and D from Kate Spade. Wow, that's yeah. one to they, uh, wow. You don't, yeah, right. Punching up is one thing. Yeah, it was. How I mean, take small steps. if you're And they steal were something. so blatantly copied. They were. I mean, they were. They, they were identical to what Kate Spade was selling, just garbage quality. Yeah, it might as well have been sold on Canal Street. It was yeah, that level of knockoff, and it was. It was just awful. I'm like, the second I got the letter from X-ray School, because back then it was letters, no emails. Yeah, I got the letter saying I was accepted. I was done. I was out of there, like out of the sweater shop. I was. It went like I was supposed. I was on vacation for my birthday, and they had been giving me shit about when I was coming back. And like at the time, the girl date we went up to. I went to see her in school up in Vermont, and she her her dorm had a fire, and her we had to move out what we could of her stuff and get her situated in a new place really quick. And my boss was like, "So," and that was like her friend from school. Yeah, they were like, they yeah. They had she introduced my boss introduced us. And she had, like, no sympathy. I'm no. like, you know what? I don't think I'm coming back. Yeah. And she goes, well, you had to tell the bosses. I said, okay. Okay. So I called, and nobody answered. And I said, listen, um, uh, Tommy's disrespectful. I'm not coming back. Hmm. <laughs> and that was it.
0: <laughs> and did you stay at Roxy? Or? I stayed
1: at Roxy till 2006. Uh-huh. And then... I- Coming coming closer to the end, I got a job at Barnes and Noble it was down the block from my school. Okay, and I worked uh, customer service at Barnes and Noble until I graduated, and then I graduated on a Wednesday. Started work on Thursday. First double on Friday for X ray.
0: Wow, they threw you right to the fire, huh?
1: Oh yeah. The the I told them when I had the interview. I had the interview in April, and I didn't start till August. Yeah, my interview was literally a tour of the department. They took me to security to get my photo taken and mm-hmm. handed me the paperwork to get my urine test to make sure I passed a drug test. Yeah. Which he's like, "Are you going to pass a drug test?" I went, "Yeah." He goes, "Are you sure?" I go, "I'm more sure of that than anything you ever knew." <laughs> he goes, "Why?" I said, "I've never done drugs." Yeah. And he didn't believe me. I guess I have that face like I
0: <laughs> you have the look something. <laughs> we all have the look. I know. Yeah. <laughs>
1: the look like I've tried something yeah. really weird or done it yesterday. Yeah. So, yeah, I did the drug test. I didn't even I didn't even call to ask if I passed. I knew I passed Right. Yeah, it's there. The only drug I've ever tried is because of contact highs from hanging out with Mo and Joe. Uh-huh. Just sitting in a room with the two of them, you're gonna get <laughs> something. <laughs> That's it. Um, <laughs> the biggest, the biggest thing when I got into X-ray was, uh, can you work by yourself? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can do that. I think it's, it's the best way I work. Uh, I didn't know that at the time. Like, I, you know, they start you training, and I realized the people that at the time the people I would work with were not happy I was hired. Because I wasn't hired as a full-time employee. I was hired as a temp Yeah, to fill in space of overtime that they were working. So they saw it as me taking oh, wait, you, money wh- away. Oh, that
0: is... Yeah. I would so, hate
1: you too. Yeah. But they were working massive amounts of overtime. so.
0: Oh. I didn't feel bad. So you weren't... Yeah, you weren't taking... I wasn't taking money out of their... Right. Okay. They, I was taking money they I thought they hired you so that they wouldn't have to work overtime.
1: Well, they, they, they hired me so they could reduce the reduce amount Reduce the overtime. Okay. Because they were... A guy went to x-ray school. His mom worked in the hospital. Yeah. The hospital I ended up getting hired at. And she was very sick. She ended up passing. But before she passed, they were forcing her out. Mm. And he's like, oh, you can't work the regular shift. Let's get you out of of there. And it ended up taking, you know, she ended up leaving. And they couldn't fill her position because the union prevents that. Mm. Just in case she comes back. So they hired a temp. When she didn't come back, the position position became available, and another guy jumped in it. Yeah, so I got his job.
0: So okay. I got his part time. So you job. got it, but you got, that's, I got that it. was your in.
1: That was my that was my in to into the union and right right. And I did um, overnights for just the three days. I was working three days a week: Friday, Saturday, Sunday overnight. No social life. I didn't have one before, mm-hmm. so it wasn't that big of a change. Um, and then they another guy retired, and they gave me his two weekday shifts. Okay. So I was doing this like weird flip flop evenings in the week. And then the overnights on the weekend.
0: How rough was that? Jesus.
1: It was pretty rough. I, I was off Mondays, which allowed for awesome time for band practice. Yeah. Every, just, I'm free Monday. So Monday, like I, when I finally got my license at 28, I'd rent it, I'd rent a zip car and I'd pick everybody up, go to practice would practice and then i drop people off and go home yeah or, and sometimes i drop people off go pick up other friends and we go like to walmart out in the middle of nowhere or we go out somewhere we're from brooklyn there was no walmart's here <laughs> <laughs> that was fun for you There was something we go, go to, to the, like, the super center in jersey or we go you know riding around right up an avenue see see how far it gets out there yeah um wow later that turned into driving all the way to the end of old country road
0: old country where does old country road end I don't know. I, I thought you said you made to
1: the end. Like, I run, I, there's just, it runs into the end of it, like a dead <laughs> end. <laughs>
0: That's it? It just yeah. ends? <laughs>
1: it's like, oh, there's the end, and just turn around and drive back.
0: Man, now I want to do that. It's, it's, Where the hell does new, Old Country would end? I don't, the,
1: the end of the universe, for all I care. Yeah, right? <laughs> there's nothing out there. Like, you drive past, like, the National Grid building. Yeah. It's weird. It's weird out there. Yeah. But it's nice at night. You know, you hang out with your friends, you drive long drive, listen to music. Yeah. The, you know, the precursor to this.
0: You know, yeah. Sit and talk shit. Yeah. I can't tell you how many weird things we did we would
1: just drive. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I, like, I remember the nights hanging out with, like, <laughs> Dan from Shadow Demise. Dan drove. But I didn't. Luigi yeah. didn't. Steve, the singer from Shadow, didn't. So it was literally, like, a car full of idiots.
0: Oh, yeah. Just driving I, somewhere. Believe me, I know a car full of idiots. And a car full of idiots usually steal a lot of traffic cones. <laughs> and when... A car full of idiots has a bunch of traffic cones. You start coning off highways. What? <laughs> Creating drag strips? Not no. No. <laughs> making everybody get off at one exit. That's
1: mean. On the LA. I like it. That's mean. I like it. <laughs> By the way, I wouldn't. I wouldn't admit that too often. That's <laughs> I think that's allegedly I think that's a crime. <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> And I'm going to avoid incriminating myself as much as possible. So I'm going <laughs> to tap dance around some subjects. Why? You
0: can't tell. No one's ever going to know who did mm. when.
1: Yeah. No. That <laughs> was God knows. Before the internet. I'm pretty sure Governor Christie thought the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody will know I closed this down. Oh, sorry. Political. Yeah but,
0: yeah. but he's a governor. Yeah.
1: <laughs> like I said, we're a idiots. full oh. um, idiots. The, the, the driving around with the friends was yeah. always fun. Um, walking around with my friends was a thing here cuz none of us had cars none of us had licenses yeah but we all lived in the area so late at night i'd get out of work like a wednesday night i get out at 11:30 i get into the neighborhood by like midnight 12:30 yeah meet up with a guy on a couple blocks over we'd walk pick up another friend we'd walk into manhattan yeah we just or stroll around the neighborhood go up by the park walk around talking about music comics yeah. video games just forever it's like funny. We,
0: see, see, the walk for me was, uh, me and Ronnie used to hang out every weekend, and we used to go in, in to this place called uh, Red Rock, Red Rock West. I, was, I've heard of it. Yeah, And uh, we'd hang out there, we'd take the, the bus in front of his house to the train at Queens Plaza.
1: I know exactly where you're talking about, because right? I've
0: driven past his house a million times. Right, we've got we'd go in, and then, you know, we'd go drink all night, and then we'd come home, we'd take the train back in, get to Queensboro Plaza, and... Two drunk idiots would go like this. Let's just walk back to your house.
1: Because that sounds safe and smart.
0: Yeah, on Queens Boulevard. He lives in... Where is it? Uh, whatever that is. Elmhurst, I think.
1: Yeah. he. Uh, yeah. I don't even think that's Elmhurst. I'm not sure of the where, neighborhood. Whatever it is, it's... I, it's, I used we to walked. drive past it all the time to pick up Mike when we were going to band practice. Yeah, we used to live in the old place.
0: We walked like idiots.
1: Well, idiots are idiots. Yeah. Just, just think,
0: you had the option, though. <laughs> of, there are of, some places we just
1: didn't... Like, there were oh, times... Yeah. I've walked places because I didn't have the option. Well, the
0: funniest thing here in you is is that we all had our cars early. Me, John, I think. Ron, you know? I think Ron too. I think uh, yeah. Because I
1: remember Ron was, Ron was like a race car driver when when he was in the band. What he was all over the place. Well, not all over the place, bad, but he was constantly on the move. Oh, I thought you meant like an actual race car no, driver. No. I was like, I didn't know when I knew him. He'd, no, didn't he's do it. he's fairly was, straightforward, dude. Yeah. I haven't seen him in so long. I know, I miss him. I and haven't. we too. The last time I saw him was... Uh, I'll tell you,
0: the first... You know, the. I, I hope he hears this because I know the first thing he does when he's going to see me is punch me right in the mouth. Why? We had a... We, we had, we still do probably. We had a thing where Ron and I used to punch each other as hard as we could to see if we could knock each other out. Okay, that... that On purpose. That is... Okay. <laughs> I <laughs> think... To, <laughs> to a point where we made... Going to Red Rock, we made one of the... the Bouncers laugh so hard that there used to be lines for the bathrooms. Me and Ron would get right to the front because they would put a bouncer at the bathroom to let you in, and he would wave us up. Come on, come on, there would be a line. 10, to watch twelve to guys fight in the bathroom. No, 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 to let us go. And then all the guys in the line would be like, "Whoa, well, what the fuck?" He'd be like, "Owner's son." I'm like, all right, <laughs> if you say so. But we, we, we yeah, we could, we could do no wrong in that place after a while. But uh, yeah, it, it got to a point where even Johnny was in on it for a little while. But uh, we went to this place, uh, uh, College Green. I've I've heard. And uh, some some guy, we were doing it, and some guy like started betting or something like that. And he told, I forget if he told me or he told Ron, "I bet you can't knock him out in one punch. I bet you can, or something like that." And Johnny was like right there, and I could have sworn he went like three hundred bucks. You can't. I was like, I've seen it. They're not gonna, you know, they're not gonna go down. They're gonna kill each other. Now I'm gonna say <laughs> this, and and
1: I. John, I'm going to say that I mean it. I would not want to get hit by John.
0: No, he was a pain in the butt, too. There is
1: something about the way he stands. Like, he looks like... (laughs) it. You can feel the wind-up without him moving. Like, I've said something to him, and I feel like he's going to punch me in the mouth. (laughs) Just talking to him. On the record. um, So, my friend John passed away recently. Rest in peace, John. Um, John and I have gotten into fights. And... I don't think we ever hit each other with the intention of hurting the other one. It was just like slap fighting. Yeah, I, Sean and I, I we fought, but I don't think it's ever been like that. I wouldn't want to get hit by him on a on a yeah. permanent basis. I think I, I think he hit me in the side once and broke a rib. Why do you get into
0: such physical altercations with your friends? Like I said, and should I be nervous? Because- like,
1: <laughs> like I said, there was a time where I was not exactly this level of calm. <laughs> my friend Ray. Ray was. Uh, Corrections in Georgia Uh I would not want to fight him No Um, John John I didn't Like we got into it But we never got into it Not Mm -hmm. that John Right Uh, My friend John Acasio Um, John uh, Our mutual guitarist I wouldn't want to fight him Uh, No Mike I wouldn't want to fight Just because I don't want to beat up a wizard But here's
0: (laughs) Correct that Mike When you hear this please Uh, I've never uh, Listen you're in a band with somebody, you get into arguments all the time. But it never, it never, with any of them, oh, never I, got
1: physical. I threw a bass at I somebody. I never even
0: thought of, like, throwing a punch at any of the bandmates. I will, band I will
1: send you a picture of one of my basses is missing a chip on the headstock, because I threw it like a spear at somebody. Jesus Christ. And then I picked it up, unplugged it, and walked out. <laughs> <That> was,
0: <laughs> was it a band member or somebody like no, a it was sound band member? No, something. the
1: sound guys never bothered me. Oh. It was a band member who was just being a dick, and I was being a dick back, and I took it too far. I, that's going to be another common thing, is if um, if I start shit, I always go too far. Yeah. Uh, same thing with making fun of people. Um, I've been
0: told I don't know how to jab. It's all uppercut today, always- haymakers.
1: <laughs> My wife even
0: says it. Yeah, but that's a, you, you got to have, have guys that could take it. Yeah. Like when you when you say something to me, I never take it seriously. <laughs> and it fucking makes me laugh really hard. Because you
1: know that I... Yeah. Nothing I ever say comes from an angry place yeah. anymore. There was a time where yeah. it came from an angry place. I used to make fun of my sister. I won't say what I used to say to her, uh-huh. but I used to rip into her to the point where she, her only response would be to swing at me. Yeah. And I would duck or move out of the way. <laughs> and my dad's like, I can't even, I can't even yell at her. You d- kind of deserve it for that. <laughs> but cause I, obviously I can't hit her. Mm-hmm. I don't hit women. Um, funny quote from another band member <laughs> about that one. But uh, I don't hit women. And his uh my dad's big thing is if you hit your sister, I will hit you as hard as you hit her right and I don't know my own strength okay I thought that was fair yeah so I did I try not to hit my sister yeah uh there may have been a stabbing once <laughs> I may have been stabbed in the stomach by your sister I'm not saying that's st- <laughs> uh in in like December January somebody got locked in the backyard after. I pulled a knife out of my gut. Uh-huh. It was only a little bit. I backed up pretty quick. Just the so tip. I, yeah, kind of. <laughs> so many problems in my life have started with just the tip. <laughs> um, but yeah, it. Um, we ended up, um, we're still not very friendly. Oh, we, yeah? We're cordial. Yeah. But uh, I don't go out of my way. My parents do that. Oh, she's your family. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, I got a lot of family I don't really interact with on that level. Yeah, well it it's like way. the
0: yeah, the conversation we had last week about you know chosen family and
1: Oh yeah. And my chosen family is as dysfunctional as a real family, but I mean like in twenty thirteen I had a fire. I was living in a basement apartment mm-hmm. and literally the top floor of the building caught fire and it was raining in my apartment. Where the fuck was this? Uh I lived over by King's Plaza. Oh, okay. So I call my friends. I, I start with my friend Chris because he's the clo- physically the closest one of my house. He goes, I'm coming over. Right. He came over and we got my instruments, all of my basses and guitars into his car over to his house. Mm-hmm. The neighbor was watching the place because, you know, they pop all the doors open. Everything's, right. there's no defense. I call my friend Sean. He goes, okay, get a U-Haul and meet me. Got the U-Haul, picked him up. We moved my entire apartment in a few hours. Yeah. I had gotten out of work at seven in the morning to come home to my house raining. We saved most of my stuff. We got it out of there.
0: Was it just you in that apartment?
1: Just me. I was on my own. Okay. Um, I was, yeah, it's 2013. Um, it took a year for them to redo the whole house.
0: Oh, you had to stay there?
1: No, I actually moved back in. My parents... Actually, one floor from where oh, we're okay. sitting right now. Uh-huh. I moved back into my old bedroom and stayed there for almost a year. And when it was time to move back, the landlord's like, oh, well... I don't. I'm, he was living with his mom because he got forced out of his 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 spot. He goes, I'm gonna stay with my mom. She's getting older. She's getting sick. I said, okay, I understand. He goes, I can't give you the basement because I got nobody upstairs. Yeah. He goes, well, why don't you take upstairs, and give me, and he, twelve hundred dollars a month for two floors, wow. a back deck, parking spaces, a backyard, right, uh, three bedrooms basically, the three tiny rooms. But still, there were bedrooms. Whatever. Yeah. Um, for just you? For just... That's just, just, amazing. For whatever I wanted. Yeah. And he said, you helped me find somebody for the basement. Okay. And I did. Uh, you've met that person. She's now my wife. Oh, get out of here. She That's had awesome. just gotten out of a relationship. She was kind of... Ba- she was planning on moving in with her parents, bouncing back there, and she wasn't really feeling that at the time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, Rob's av- place is available. Why don't you take a look? Yeah. And... He offered, and she took it, and that was it. She moved in, um, and it was perfect. She had the basement. We split, the, I think we split the the bills, cable, electric, and all yeah. that, and then it was just a good time. Just, yeah. I had huge space. I had a computer room, my computer, my instruments. Um, there was an extra room. I had basically a dresser, and that turned into my son's bedroom when, when he was first born. Yeah. It was nice space. It's pretty awesome, man. That's, it was great. It's a good story. I like that one. But it took, uh, that year waiting for it to be ready was right. crazy. right? Like just traveling back and forth to hear from work. And I was getting good updates from, from Rob, my landlord. He was so cool about it. Mm-hmm. When a few years later, I, he was looking to sell the house. So we started looking to move. We ended up moving in with her parents. And when we moved, uh, we moved on a Sunday and we figured we'll do some here, some there. You know, we were still the rent was good for the end of the month. We figured we'd keep going. Three days after, I got sick at work. Mm-hmm. My colon ruptured. I am no longer able to lift anything. Right. So he he was like, Yeah, I you know, I still need the rent if you're gonna have your stuff there. I understood that it was rough, but we made it work. Right. Uh in the end we saw eye to eye, he ended up selling the house after we were out and we got everything out mm-hmm. and cleaned up. And uh, every once in a while, you know, I call him, see how he's doing. He's a band guy. Mm -hmm. He has, like this, he has an apartment upstairs he uses for his band. Oh, cool. So he has just, because he owns the whole house now. Yeah. He has the first floor as his living space, basement. I thought he was using for his band space before, but now he got rid of the upstairs tenants from him, and now he's using that as actual uh, rehearsal space. Cool, man. He's got like a seven-piece band up there. Awesome. And he's, he's the jazz, like the jazz guy. Yeah. Like he was trying to teach me how to play jazz guitar. I was like I, Stop. I love you. <laughs> Stop. I'm it, it's falling not on deaf ears, but on, like as if I didn't know what up and down were. <laughs> it was not sinking in. It was it was an interesting time. Yeah, yeah. So I think we covered to like 2012, 13 there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got a lot of stories. So
0: I don't even know where I want to go from this.
1: And I actually still didn't answer your question. What other bands besides Shadow? Oh, wow.
0: Yeah, you stopped at Shadow. That's right. It was Uh, Andy. Well,
1: oh, okay, go ahead. So, Shadow, I I left under bad terms. Uh, I was very unprofessional. Mm -hmm. Uh, It took me a long time to come back from that. And I actually went and individually apologized to each member. Right. Because I wanted to make it right. Mm -hmm. And not not that they had to forgive me, but I'm glad they did. Right, you you just had
0: to clear your conscience,
1: and also I felt like they deserved an apology. Okay, and uh, we've never—none of us have ever worked. Well, I've never worked with them again, but Mm. um, they've always been really cool. Yeah, Dan and I are still in constant contact. I talk to Luigi all the time. Uh, Ron, I don't—I never, never see online. Yeah, like I don't know even if he has the internet. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) Um, Steve, I talk to all the time, Mm -hmm. and you know, former singer. You know, we, we all keep in touch, but you know, I had to I had to cross that threshold to do that. And I, I'd rather definitely apologize for my mess ups yeah. and make it right. It felt good. It felt it felt necessary. Mm-hmm. I did it at a barbecue, which is even better. I got invited to Dan's house for a barbecue. Oh, that's nice and everybody. And I had there. made my apology to him first, because he was the guy who got me into it and might as well be the first person. Right. I apologized to Luigi next, Steve, and then I pulled Ron aside. And I told him. He goes, "Don't even think about it. It's water under the bridge. It's a lifetime ago." Yeah. Oh, like I said, Ron was always a cool dude. Mm-hmm. I I could never get his humor. Like he's so no, funny, me and like, Ron, me but and he's Ron so sarcastic. Oh god. And and it's not that he's not funny. He's hilarious. But it, I always get caught off guard by how sarcastic he is.
0: <laughs> yeah. Nothing. Nothing. He's, he's never serious. Yeah. He's never. Whatever he's saying about you is yeah jest.
1: Yeah. And it, it took me a while to get that. And it, it right. some of it hurts, any, by the way. Nothing ever hurt. <laughs> I will say that, honestly. Nothing ever hurt. But it always felt like there was... There was truth behind it. That's there was the truth whole behind thing, it, right. But he wasn't trying to hurt your feelings. No. I get that.
0: <laughs> All right, so Shadow of Demise. Shadow,
1: and then um, I played with this band, Dead Winter Rains. Uh-huh. My friend Chris and this kid Kenny that I knew from college. And uh, I got my friend Louie, mm-hmm. who I worked with in another band, Um it was good. Uh, power metal. Uh, I love power metal. You'll suffer. <laughs> You'll learn to suffer through it. Um, I left. Uh, the, the, the singer, Kenny, was trying to get things done. They were trying to get ready to record. And I was finishing up x-ray school. I was in the last like finals, getting ready to take the big finals that would determine whether or not I passed. Mm-hmm. And then a licensure exam. Which would determine whether or not I became a tech, or if I had to retest, or even take another class, and I was stressed. Yeah. And these guys, he's like, "You need to find out how serious you are about this." I'm like, "I'm not."
0: Wait, the band? Yeah. Was there any no. potential? Yeah. No. Take it easy, bro. He he take was taking easy, himself bro. a little too serious. Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: they ended up. I left. They got another bassist. They ended up getting another drummer, and they recorded a three-song demo, which. This is not my title for it. This is the guitarist and the founders' title for it. A thousand bucks down the drain.
0: I think we spoke about this last week. I
1: think I did. I play you a bit of it.
0: Uh, yeah. It was. It's. I'm trying to remember if we spoke about it on the podcast. We did or, not. Okay. No, okay,
1: because we didn't. Um, this is the first, it was we bad. talk about this so much. I, it was. It was bad. I don't remember what we say. It was doubled up vocals, but not harmonized. Just doubled. Right um the drums were all over the place the um, the guitars weren't quite in sync with each other yeah which is half to blame now i do
0: now i do remember you playing me yeah
1: and half to blame for the production and the guys who did the production they didn't do right by the guys right but they got these guys got what they paid for Mm -hmm. they paid for guys to do it and not ask questions and they got And that's what you got and then it's the opposite of the uh sweet fire uh Experience. Yeah, those guys sat down and listened and made comments and showed ideas and exchanged information. These guys did not. Mm-hmm. It was like you come in, you record. But I know the the guys who did the recording were good. They did the Shadow of Demise recording. Yeah, and the Shadow came out awesome. And that wasn't only us; that was their work on it too.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, because there was there were parts that I, like I said, I legitimately legitimately had trouble playing. Yeah, they were intricate. They were difficult. And I just wasn't getting it right. And I felt like I was when we were playing live or practicing. And then when we sat down with the click, I was not. Yeah. And it was very humbling. It was very it was very informational. And it really changed that also changed how I approached playing and recording. Mm-hmm. It's been uh it was a good it was a good first experience in a studio like that. Like sitting down with a click, with a bass, amp, and cab in the other room. Yeah. I was actually playing I was playing one of my basses, a five string LTD bass, and a friend of mine, this guy Fast Eddie, used to come into Fastlane, older guy, missing teeth. Uh, he loaned me a 60s uh, Fender P bass that he had modified. It was active. It was loud as hell, but it was active. So the second they plugged it in, it was noisy. Yeah. These guys were complaining about it the whole time. I'm like, all right, I'll just not use it. And then I back the volume down like, no, nah, use it. <laughs> Oh yeah, it was good. It was a good bass. It just right. it was different than everything I had known at the yeah. time. All my bases at that point were passive. You just plug them in. There's no battery, nothing. You just plug in, right? And you just go. The new stuff I have, new stuff that most people have, is active. Yeah. So it has to have it's powered and it's boosted, mm. and then you got to c- pull it back to get it not to make that kind of noise. Mm. And you, that was my first learning experience with that too. Mm. It took me a while, and then this the most of my bases have not been played. In studio, yeah, because I, let's see, the last the last ones I brought to studio were, man, it's been years, maybe six seven years, mm-hmm. something like that, more older than my son by by a bunch, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and uh, those I've had a, quite a few bases since then, the collection has gotten a little little crazy,
0: and you just play them in your room, yep, record anything or you just
1: I I try I just you know you. I'm very much a collaborative writer. Yeah. So if oh, I so you need the rest of the band. It feels better with the rest of the band. Yeah. I can write stuff, pieces you know, little pieces here and there, but nothing feels finished to me. Yeah. Because it doesn't have somebody I else's didn't... hand in it. Right. I hear you. I hear. Go with puppet, you know. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I hear you. So what was after that, that anyway? Uh oh well.
1: I jumped to a band uh as a fill in, uh Embrace Agony. uh uh-huh. Uh hardcore band at the time. Uh four piece. Uh it was this guy, Ivan. Playing guitar and that was the first time I ever dealt with massive drop tuning. Oh. They played like drop C sharp. Yeah. something ridiculous. (laughs) Um, but if you tune a bass down that way, it just the strings flop. They flop, yeah. yeah. So I was reading online and I found this guy, Brian Beller, Mm. who tunes up.
0: So he tuned So they tuned down, you would go tune up. up. Okay. So
1: I'd go to the next octave from them. Still bass, still sounds good. Yeah. But it worked. Okay. And it worked really well because I tuned the low string down a half step and then everything else up a half step. Mm-hmm. And that would give me that full step. Yeah. That that most drop tunes go. So I'd be in the wrong tuning, but still in the right tuning.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: And it took uh, a week to learn their songs for the yeah. first show. And then we started writing together and it was fun. And just work was busy. You know, mm-hmm. I, I played a show at... I don't even know the name of, of the park now. The one that, that's out in Coney Island where the Cyclones play. Yeah. Coney Island Cyclones. Like yeah. National Grid. It was uh, National Grid back then. Yeah, yeah. There's a bar in front of it, in like in the in the face of it, and played a show with these guys there.
0: How cool was that?
1: It was great. It was a great it was a great venue. Even funnier is I was wearing a mayor this shirt with an arrow pointing down. <laughs> and nobody got it. I'm the only one laughing at myself. I'm wearing a white shirt at a metal show with an arrow pointing down. It says, Mayor this. I'm an idiot. But I played the show. I immediately had to pack up. Yeah. Put my scrub top on. And go to work. And my girlfriend at the time drove me to work and I did a full shift. Jesus. I literally was five minutes late. That's not bad. Yeah, considering I just got off I was I smelled like ham. It's awful. <laughs> I used to love going to work after barbecues and stuff. I'd go, to a bar- I'd go to, like, hang out with Dan and those guys, and I'd come to work smelling like barbecue, and people would just be like, what are you doing? I'm like, <laughs> leave me alone, leave me alone.
0: Just had a bunch of ribs, man.
1: All <laughs> oh, the burgers, so many burgers. <laughs> um, did Embrace Agony. Um, that was 7, 8, 2008. And then the band I give no credit to. I did that for almost a year little more than a year. Uh, I got kicked out of that band for not doing cocaine. Awesome. I feel good about that. (laughs) And like I said, I don't like I just I couldn't hang. Is that what that that was one of the reasons? And the the guitarist was talking shit about me to the drummer. The drummer was believing it. Uh Uh-huh. And uh, they kicked me out, and I ended I, the the friendship with that drummer ended because the, of that. Yeah, and to the point where they, I was I was living here. Um, they came to drop off my gear, mm-hmm. and they were trying out other basses on my gear before they kicked me out, Ew. which is shitty. Yeah. Um. So I noticed, and my friend Sean was with me. He was hanging out on the stoop with me. He goes, "You want me to take him out? I went, no, no. Sean, <laughs> like, like I said, Sean is is." <laughs> loyal as <laughs> yeah. a friend to the to the to a level that I can never describe Sean calls me I need a favor I don't ask what it is yeah you just go um, when his first daughter was being born uh, everything kind of aligned against him um, I, I forget something his mother-in-law couldn't do something his mom his parents are gone his sisters weren't around he needed help
0: mm-hmm.
1: so I called my wife, my wife and his wife and we're all very close friends. My wife went and was there for when his daughter was born. Yeah. I couldn't. I was at work and then I had to take care of Devin, but Jenny went and stayed there at the hospital with him all night. So he yeah. could handle stuff at home and That's awesome. run around, it, you know, that kind of friendship you don't get. It it, it doesn't it, come it doesn't come often.
0: It it you know what it sounds like to me? It sounds like we're we're very much the same. Because people are shocked when they call me for something, and I'm like, I'm out the door. And they're like, did your car just start? I'm like, yeah, I'm on my way. And they're like, oh, my, oh, oh yeah. my God. I'm like, what, what are, you called me for help. I'm on my way. I, I, I'm i dropping everything, and I'm doing this for you. I had and a, a fr- lot of people don't get that.
1: I had a friend call me at, like, midnight one night. I had a license, but I didn't have a car.
0: Yeah. Couldn't rent a car yet.
1: I didn't have, you know, you need a minimum of two years of license to rent a car. Yeah. So... He calls me he goes, one of our friends needs a, needs a favor. I said, who? He goes, he gave me the name. I'm not going right, to right. call a spot out. But he needs to move now. I said. Like get out of his house. Like He needs to get out. He, yeah. they, him and his girl were, break, go. were breaking up actively. Yeah. And he, <laughs> he's got to go. He need to go. So I said, OK. I call my sister. I said, listen, I need a huge favor. She asked what I tell her. And she goes, are you moving furniture? I said, no. It's just clothes and maybe a computer or two. She goes, yeah, fine. Take my car. So I took her car. I drive to Bay Ridge, pick these two guys up and a bunch of stuff, drive to this neighborhood, drop it off. Drive him back. Four trips.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He goes, what can I give you? I'm like, nothing. I yeah. don't want anything yeah. that. This Just is what helping. happens when somebody's in trouble. Meanwhile, these are the same guys that if I'm in trouble, come running. Yeah. You know, if um, my friend Chris, we call him Uncle Mudge because he's a curmudgeon. Mm-hmm. He's cranky all the time, complains about everything. Great guy. Mm-hmm. Um... He is one of the, like when I when he found out I was going to be a dad, he's like, "What are we doing? Do we have to paint? Do we have to tear down walls?" I'm like, "Relax, Yeah. we're buying a crib. <laughs> it's going to be fine." I need you to hold me. Hold some screws for me, please. Oh, uh, he is not the most. He's working like he works on his own guitars. I just
0: wouldn't ask you to hold a soda for me. That's all. Yeah,
1: I, <laughs> I do tend to spill soda, almost on electronics and almost ruining this whole thing. I Knew I wasn't going to live that down. I knew I'd, i I figured I'd make it oh exactly one you made hour. An hour in. One yeah. hour. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> so yeah, um we we go all out for each other. Mike, um when I was sick, I yeah. couldn't I couldn't lift or move anything. And we had a we had a TV we had to put on the wall and move stuff around in rooms. And I picked up Mike and my friend Bill. My friend Bill who who was living in Queens at the time but now is in Ohio, Michigan. Yeah. He's out in Michigan. Um, pick them up. They hung a TV for me. They moved stuff around stuff I, I physically couldn't lift. I couldn't even pick up my son at that point. Yeah, uh, ten pounds was the absolute maximum I could carry. Wow. Um, they yeah they ripped my stomach to yeah. shreds. We got to go through medical horrors one day. <laughs> I got oh, one for you. <laughs> I know. I love that story. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, when I couldn't, they could, and he he tried to refuse to take money. Yeah, I'm like, you are taking money? It's money or a beaten. simple and uh, we busted our ass and got it done and the last band I worked with was Mike John Leo and I don't care about anybody he brought in or I brought in after or around that those four guys yeah it was the best writing and playing experience I have ever had Uh uh-huh like writing with Shadow was fun yeah writing with Mike and John and Leo was it was just – it was a flow. It yeah. Just, and if somebody didn't like it, they'd look at you go yeah. – and then you yeah. try something else. Right. And there was nobody no, got mad. Nobody got mad. Nobody got hurt. Right. If you couldn't do it, another guy would have no problem slowing it down so you could learn it right. and speeding it back up. Now, see,
0: that's the thing is that, I, I, you know, those, those are basically the guys I started with. Yeah. You know? And that's the way a band was always to me was always if somebody couldn't get it, you'd stop. And, I had to And the through. guy would go over and, like you said, slow it down and – And then, until they get it. I had to go
1: through all the toxic stuff. Yeah? Yeah. I was with so many uh, bands where guys didn't know how to communicate. It was all one guy's idea. Yeah, And not Shadow. Shadow was very much collaboration. And the guys who were straight up into into death metal were really into the ideas that Luigi had. Right. Really into the ideas that I had. Being silly. The the singer wrote all the lyrics on his own. Mm -hmm. But he take advice he you know take it into consideration his stuff was basically written about horror okay horror themes at all times and i loved it i love that idea Mm -hmm. and the fact that we were able to communicate well was good but there was an idea that this is the 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 road we're going down no Mm -hmm. matter what this is the style ufk didn't have that and these guys didn't have that yeah they were just open to whatever yeah if it was silly, it was silly. If it was '80s, it was '80s. Well, then you know,
0: it. UFK started. I don't want to say we started as a joke band, but we had some songs that were like, "What?" Do you want to explain what UFK stands for? Sure, if you want to know. It's, it's I know what it is. Unlucky Fried Kittens. Yeah, we came up with that at Roxy. Of course, you did. Uh, when yeah, when, when we finally got shit together and we actually decided to do the band, you know, because I I mean, ask. I, I I'm going to tell you what Mike said, but and he's going to. This one, Mike, you can—you don't have to correct, because I remember this one. I ran into Mike at Castle Heights, and we were looking for a drummer. We needed a drummer. I believe it was me and Johnny. And a uh, friend Joe came over to us and said, this guy over there, is, he's a drummer. You know, why don't you see if you can get it? So went over to Mike, and I said, how would you like to join a band that, how do we put it, uh, sounds like Pantera with corn shoved up its ass. <laughs> And he said yes, <laughs> and he came to the studio and he stuck around. Mike, always
1: fun to play with. Yeah. He was always a blast. I never got like I, I. He says he's retired. I don't know if I believe him.
0: <laughs> don't I put him I, on the I, spot.
1: <laughs> I, I'm gonna, I, even if he decides he's done. He is hands down the best drummer I've ever worked with. Yes, um, Luigi is right there with him. My friend Lou. Right there with him, but Mike is the guy. Mm-hmm. Like he's the bar. Yeah, uh, everyone should be reaching, trying to get to him. Yeah, um, he may not feel that way about himself, but we feel that way right. about him. Correct, because um, he
0: was the first. Remember when we when we were trying to do something, still trying to do something, but uh, he was he was the one. He was he was the guy we wanted. So
1: it's it's never a question.
0: Then he broke our hearts. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> then <you> retiree. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, bastard. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, he's, he's
1: phenomenal. And John, uh, there was a point where John wasn't playing, or I don't know if he was not planning on sticking around early uh-huh. on. And Mike was like, well, we should get get another guitarist. I said, I don't want to replace John. He goes, yeah. no, 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 in addition to John. I said, no, that's fine. Yeah. Just don't get rid of John. Yeah. don't. He goes, no, that wasn't even the option. I'm like, thank God.
0: Well, you told me that he was one of the best rhythm guitarists he you is, ever played with.
1: He is... For, for hard rock, heavy metal, he is the best rhythm guitar player I've ever played with. Mm. Um, Dan from Shadow is the fastest rhythm guitar player I've ever played with and can play, like, trim picking and right. death metal, black metal. He is the best at that. Um, but there's something about the way John plays that I always... like. You know that rhythm that's in you. Like you can feel that yes. rhythm when you play stuff.
0: Yes, I have. I, I, yeah, one one topic I want to do is what the inside of my head sounds like.
1: Yes, and his <laughs> his rhythm and mine are similar. Yeah, enough where we we work together. And a uh, mic correction, shaking his fist at the clouds. There are no odd time signatures in UFK music. <laughs> Which is fucked up when you think about it, because I was playing in five, and everyone else is playing in four, and somehow it worked. That is not good. That means I can't count, which I know I can. not I learned from a Mike Portnoy video. Not a a Mike Portnoy DVD. Uh A VHS tape. Yeah. Another thing that Luigi handed me one day, (laughs) Luigi was, as far as learning more about music, Mm -hmm. Luigi was the guy who'd hand you new things. Yeah. Um, he literally one day handed me a Mike Portnoy, uh, progressive drum concepts, VHS tape. Yeah. I took it home. I sat in my living room and annoyed the rest of my family watching a video of a guy counting time signatures. Mm -hmm. And that's how I learned how to count music. Isn't it fun?
0: That's what Mike, to do. I'd already been playing five years. Mike, before shows or if, you know, I went to hang out with him, all we would watch is like Neil Peart videos. And I was like, uh, it was great. I loved it. Well, I love the Portnoy videos. Yeah. And I figured, oh, this is great. Other right. members
1: of Dream Theater have instructional videos, yeah. and I'm a bassist, so I bought Progressive Bass Concepts by John Myung. No good. I fell asleep <laughs> every time I watched this. Yeah, it's like watching paint dry. <laughs> he has he has no personality. Yeah, the music. If he was playing music, it would be interesting. He's not playing music. He's playing scales. He's playing modal scales. One by one. It came with a book the size of a VCR uh, instruction booklet.
0: You're boring me just telling me about it.
1: It was painful. I I still have it on like a video file on my computer. Why? In case I need to fall asleep. Oh, okay. And then I have the opposite of that. I have one of Flea's instructional videos. Mm -hmm. It was Flea and he was being interviewed by River Phoenix. Okay. There was not a sober person in sight. Yeah. These two are high as a kite. Was it? fun no it's painful to watch it's 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 too he's trying to explain why he hits the base the way he does yeah but he's high as shit yeah river phoenix doesn't understand and he's just staring at him (laughs) i'm like i i can't watch this yeah i I had to keep it though because it's terrible i can't like i said i told you the story i can't understand slap slap bass yeah like it just doesn't process in my brain my wife goes i don't i don't understand tapping she doesn't understand uh, finger tapping yeah i'm like I kind of get that, only because I, I can do a little, little bit of it. Mm-hmm. But slapping, nothing. nothing. Nothing.
0: Does nothing for you, or you...
1: It, it, it does something for me. Right. But I can't do it. Oh, okay, I got it. Which you. is, it feels like that glowing red spot in any video game. Like, I'm supposed to hit that, <laughs> but, but I, I, I don't suck know how. at it. <laughs> I'm terrible at it. I have no idea what I'm doing.
0: That's awesome. Not awesome.
1: Yeah. And then that was the... We have not, I have not played with a band... Shit. Eight years? Seven, Eight years?
0: Since mine we is, stopped playing Mine is longer I know Same guys No Oh that's right You were with the Rusty Hook I was with that band And then And then uh, I was also in a punk band The Scullies I didn't tell you about the, the Scullies. Scullies We didn't bring
1: that up last we week We did not bring it up
0: Yeah I got bored After you know After UFK and, and, and Rusty Hook You know Disbanded So one day I went on I went on Craigslist Where all good things are found Yeah And yeah, uh Just and, what you need And I I Looked up, no, I didn't advertise I, I looked up Punk bands looking for a singer And I Got a, got a, you know M for M uh, Yeah, yeah <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, no, this this band was looking for a singer Called the Scullies So I went down the fast lane
1: I think I remember the Scullies
0: And, and uh, I went in And I tried out And, you know, they, they had sent me I think three or four songs And I had to learn them and uh, I went in, and within the first break, they came up to me, and they were like, if you want, you you know, you can join. And I was like, really? I was like, I only did, like, two of the songs. <clears throat> and they were like, you have to see the guys that were coming in, trying out. The guys were coming in, like, straight drunk, you know, or or trying to run the band before they were even in.
1: Uh, that We had, I told you that
0: story, yeah. get them out of
1: here before I get them out of yeah. here. You know, was that, uh, that
0: situation. So
1: I'm kind of glad I don't I've never been the guy in charge of a band.
0: Yeah, I was even even as the lead singer, I was never the guy in, in charge of the band. I, I'm just not good at uh, keeping keeping things together. You know,
1: my friend Lou is. I mean, when every band he's in, he's the guy, not the guy in charge. Yeah, but he's the guy everybody talks to. Yeah, he's the the he's charismatic. He's the center of attention when he's not trying to be. Yeah. Uh everybody knows him. Everybody likes him. He his bands, his last band, um, Korazic, mm-hmm. the last band he was working with. Um, they went on tour with Nita Strauss. Okay. He became very close with their drummer. To the point where he just they randomly text each other. <laughs> not like hey, you got shows coming up. He goes, hey, I'm coming through Pennsylvania. Yeah. I'd like to see you. Or, hey, right. how you doing? How's the family? You know, that, that kind of stuff you don't normally see from bigger bands. Mm-hmm. And he, I mean, everybody. Everybody who's ever met him.
0: Just like, he's is, just that dude.
1: He's just that dude. Yeah. And he's that drummer that everybody's like, oh, he's he's amazing. Yeah. And like, if you can think of a drummer you'd want to get for a, a gig, he's the guy. Yeah. And he's, I wouldn't say he's on hiatus, but he's focusing on his civilian life mm-hmm. best way to put it mm-hmm. and uh if he picks up the kit i have his kit yeah it's in my storage ha you got him and, hostage nah oh. and if he if yeah, he I mean. ever says i need my kit i'm gonna i'm gonna run it out to him yeah it's gonna be the best it's gonna be the best drive to pennsylvania ever because one <laughs> amish food two why do you look confused
0: i never had amish food yeah
1: you have it's just good food what is it fucking sticks no <laughs> 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 amish butter yeah. no um <laughs> Uh, country food, you know, the standard buffet stuff, oh, but, right. but made yeah. higher, fresh quality. and yeah. Oh, the higher quality is amazing. Yeah. I had, we have a tradition in my family. Um, my ex started it. She took me to Amish country. Right. And we'd stay at a hotel across the street from a buffet, eat like animals, whatever else, but we'd have a good time. Yeah. And then. When we broke up, I'm like, why am I not going to keep doing this with people that I <laughs> right. like hanging out with? So I took my friend Chris and we went and we'd go to the Amish buffet and we'd go to Waffle House and we go to, um, oh, what is the name of the place? Uh, Texas Roadhouse for steaks mm-hmm. and shopping. You know, the outlets are out there. Right. And then it came down to like when Jenny and I were t- together, my wife, Jenny, when we started dating you know, on and off and Took her out to Pennsylvania, and I took my friends, my friend Sean and his wife out there. It was the food is amazing. It's yeah. it's such a nice place. Now we take our son there.
0: That's cool. And yeah.
1: he he's like, are we going to Pennsylvania?
0: Oh, my kids. We yeah, we have friends that sit on top of a mountain. They have 20, sh- 26 acres. You and, showed me pictures, uh, and
1: we're we're staying at a motel across from the diner. Uh, yeah. the diner, the the buffet. Yeah, we we simple living. We're, yeah,
0: we take a tent. We we. When he has Fourth of July parties, we go to we go there on the Fourth of July. We bring our tent up. We drive out into the middle of the field, put pitch our tent, tent up. Yeah, I was not going to say that. I was, whole, <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> I put our tent up and <laughs> yeah, pitch a tent, <laughs> and uh, and we stay out there a couple nights. That's awesome. And then eventually we go back in the house when like because he he invites quite a few people, you know, and a lot of people stay, so his house is not big enough, but uh. The field is. I say, there's huge. a field. You're comfortable.
1: Yeah. You're comfortable camping. Why not? I,
0: I one time walked out the first night we stayed there. I went to sleep. It was clear, stars and everything like that. The next night, I then next time I had to take a leak, I, I look out the 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 tent door. Tent door is that it? <laughs> and uh, all I see is gray fog. It had gotten fog. My brain could not comprehend what the fuck I was looking at.
1: I have experienced fog in the weirdest places. There was one night driving home. I had. While I was out sick, I was had to work for six months. So on the weekends, sometimes I would drop my son here with my parents. They'd hang out with him and I'd go home and do whatever I had to do around the house or just sometimes even just sit and do nothing. Uh, just, you know, to kind of calm myself and kind of keep myself from because I really couldn't do a lot of picking up mm-hmm. or moving around. So I was trying to keep it as calm as possible. And uh, one day I came to pick him up. I get him in the car, start driving and we get into... We're getting around Brooklyn, and uh hit fog. I couldn't see through it on the belt. I was not only on the belt. I I got off the belt that and started taking terrifying. the street. <laughs> we were actually. I was still living on the other side of Brooklyn. I was on yeah. Flatbush. No, was I? Was that? No, we were living out all the way out in Long Island, and I had to drive home through fog on the streets. Oh, and to the point where I couldn't see the lights. Yeah. And I was using the GPS to figure out where I was. Wow. And guessing. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of guessing. It's not fun. <laughs> I've done it on foot before. I've ended up on foot in Central Park at night. Yeah. Which is illegal and dangerous.
0: Yeah. I would not want to be yeah. in Central Park. At I point.
1: found out it was illegal the hard way. Cops are like, what are you doing in here? I'm like, I got lost. Oh,
0: no. <laughs> I, can you show me where the edge of the park is right. so I can leave? <laughs> I, I and get, I did.
1: I want to get out. I was like, I literally was Central trying park
0: to Central Park is crazy because when you get into the middle of that place... You don't hear anything. Yep, it is the craziest thing. The city does not exist when you get in the middle of that park, and
1: it's not that big. When you no, think about no. how big some national parks are, and some even like Jamaica Bay, it's not
0: even a mile wide,
1: is it? No, right? No, no, no. It runs from it runs from like Fifth Avenue to Seventh or Eighth.
0: Yeah, some. Well, it's Central Park West, but I. I yeah, I guess yeah. I, I forget I considered. forget what that's considered. Like but it all kind of funnels in at the bottom. It's like so it's weird. If, yeah. It's hard to tell. But uh, yeah, it's,
1: it's nuts. Just Manhattan by itself is what? Two and a half miles long? No.
0: Two wide. and a half miles wide. Yeah. I think 20, it's like eight. uh
1: Is, is it? Tw- yeah. It's 20 something tw- miles long.
0: Yeah.
1: We'll, we'll get corrections Whatever. for this later. Yeah. Everybody yell but at it, us. it is two miles wide. Yeah. Um, even that. Yeah. Like two miles for some people is you know, more than they ever walk. <laughs> I've walked home from Hunter College. Yeah. 68th and Lex to to here? To here. Wow. Actually first day of college. I was in a funk. Yeah. Hmm. Eh, walking's good. Yeah, that's what I needed. Just what I needed. A big long fucking walk. Yeah. <laughs> one every day. That's what I <laughs> need. One every day.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so uh I guess that's it, huh? I don't know. Do you feel like you know anything new about me? I've learned a lot about you. <laughs> let's tell them let's tell them a little bit about ourselves now about what we we plan on doing.
1: Oh, this is going to be fun. I really I've been looking forward to this now for a while where we get to actually talk about music. Right. And we get to talk about topics in music that are either uh everyone talks about them but nobody ever really tells you how they feel.
0: Right. It's or, not going to be we're trying not 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 to make it boring. We're not going to we're going to tell personal stories. We're going to
1: I think every song is going to have a story behind it. Yeah,
0: yeah, and, and 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 it's it's it's. We hope to have a lot of fun with it. We hope everybody likes hearing it. Yeah, and you're going to get to know more about us. You're going to get get yeah. to know our families. Yeah, because yeah. our
1: my family's linked into every part of my life, so music included,
0: mm-hmm.
1: including my son just walking past my bases. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and the funny thing is, is that me and Dave are going to learn about each other because even though we've known each other probably
1: twenty, 20 years.
0: years we haven't truly hung out nope. until recently. Yep. And uh, we decided to do this, and, uh, and uh, we'll, we'll bring you along for the ride.
1: Yeah. Now we're going to go get lunch. Yeah. Because Fat Boy's hungry. I don't know how you feel.
0: Um, I can eat. Okay. And of course, I got to pee, so. <laughs> <laughs> I, maybe, it's,
1: maybe it's good I spilled some of that root beer. <laughs> Didn't have to worry about anything breaking.
0: So, uh, yeah, we hope you enjoyed, um, and we'll uh, see you on the next episode. Have a good one. Take care of each other and take care of yourselves. Bye-bye.